Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Orders Now podcast are brought to you by proamsports.ca. Welcome back, everybody. It's 134 at Edmonton. We're going to bring in Herbers aboard momentarily. He's returning to uh, the University of Alberta as head coach. Peter Shirelli, the Oilers general manager, and uh, we had Pete on Inside Sports, but uh, couldn't squeeze him in uh, yes on uh, Friday because he was traveling uh, for Oilers. Now he had these comments about uh, the situation involving Ian Herbers. Yeah, and and with, with Ian, it was we had very good discussions. I'm very impressed with Ian. Uh, he was the third man, um, and. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, we talked about his option, and uh, and we decided at the end of the day not to pick it up. And 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 I think it was probably mutual too, to a certain degree, with with Ian, because you know he he had been third guy and then up in the up in the press box and good hockey mind. And uh, he, you know, I, I'm I'm impressed with Ian, and and but again, part of the the, the change was. Was uh, was giving Todd a fresh face, and, and Ian, Ian was in that, and, and he's I know he's got options, uh, and he'll 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 be he'll further his career, and he'll do he'll, he'll do well. All right, that's Oilers general manager uh, Peter Shirelli talking about Ian Herbers, and the option that Ian had is he was on a three-year leave from the University of Alberta. Friday afternoon after the show, the U of A made it official that Ian Herbers will be returning to the U of A uh, on uh, July 1st. Ian Herbers was 119 and 19 in three seasons at the U of A, won back-to-back national championships in 2014 and 2015. Uh, He is... uh, one of a handful of uh, former Golden Bear players to have gone on and played in the National Hockey League as well. He actually left Milwaukee, uh, Nashville's farm team, as an AHL head coach to take the U of A job back in 2012. Without further ado, pleased to be joined on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline by Ian Herbers. Hi, Ian. How are you? Good, Bob. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, it, that didn't take long after everything sort of uh, uh, settled with the Oilers putting the announcement out Friday afternoon uh, or Friday right at noon because by 3 o'clock the U of A had already announced that you were uh, coming back. So obviously you've been in contact with Ian Reid, the athletic director, uh, for the last several months given your situation and the fact that you had a three-year leave. Yeah, I was in contact with him actually all three years and Stan Marple and Serge Lajoie. 
uh, especially Stan. Uh, we talked almost weekly on a weekly basis, and he'd keep me up to date what was going on, and, and so we've always been in good touch. So, uh, Stan and Serge, both good friends, uh, so we'd always go grab a coffee, and Serge would come over, and we'd talk some hockey as well. Um, you know, you look back at uh, the, the three years with the Oilers, you know, how do you, how do you sort of view that now that you've had a, a weekend to sort of decompress that you're not going to be continuing forward with them? Uh, uh, it was a great experience for myself when you get to be on the ice with the best player in the world. Uh, uh, it's a good thing. I thought coaching staff was good, learned a lot in the situations. Uh, I was able to have some input and some say. Uh, the training staff, medical and equipment were fantastic to work, work with and the players. It was a joy coming to the rink every day, and it was fun coming to the rink, getting there at 6 a.m. And, and getting ready and prepared for the day. So uh, I thought it was a great experience. I'm a better coach leaving the situation. I uh, went through some you know, some tough times, and that's how you become a better coach and a better person. So uh, it was good. I enjoyed the time. Well, it's interesting because, you know, a year ago at this time, you guys were in you know, round two against uh, Anaheim, and, uh, you know, 103-point season and 47 wins. Uh, and even at Christmas this year, the team got on December 23rd, beat the Montreal Canadiens for the second time in a span of two weeks, beat them 4-1, and you guys got to 17-17-2. And, and I, and I kind of thought, okay, okay, here we go now. You're, you're kind of back to 500, but it never really came to fruition. And I guess with, this, with that and knowing that you're in your situation – Number one, your contract, you know, technically was your three-year deal was expiring with the club option. And number two, your leave at the U of A was going to be over as well. Was there a, you know, sort of, how, how does a guy handle that sort of scenario as a coach? Like, you, you know, you, you sort of see the, the inevitability of it if you don't make the playoffs that there's going to be changes? Uh, you kind of put that on the back of your mind. You're trying to do everything you can to, to get the team rolling and, and get into playoffs. So really, you know, it's in the back of your mind, but you're not thinking about it and really not worried about it because it's more focused on what we could do now to help the team get into playoffs and get on that roll that we just couldn't seem to get on all season long. Uh, so that's where the main focus was. And as it came down to the end here and things were winding down, then it's time to start thinking what's what's the plan for next year. Yeah, Ian Herbert's joining us. So you go back to the U of A, Ian, and you, you mentioned the fact that you've been in contact with with uh, Serge, uh, and, and hey, they won the national championship this past year. Uh, maybe not the most – well, <laughs> they were up 9-2 in, in one game, and Nationals ended up winning 9-6. But you're inheriting a pretty good situation because Stan Marple is the primary recruiter, and Serge have left you a pretty good team, haven't they? Yeah, I know Stan does a fantastic job on the sponsorship and marketing and recruitment. Uh, so it is a very skilled, very talented team that I'm coming back to. Serge has done a fantastic job there as well. Uh, just from when I saw the team, I went to one of the games in September to the Canada West final game against Saskatchewan. I saw a huge improvement in a lot of the players. So he's done a great job there. And to win nationals, it's not an easy task. A lot of things have got to happen. And obviously it starts with some good coaching as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. We've got skill level. Now I've been thinking here the last couple of days, we can maybe try some different things with that skill level that we'll have with this group. Uh, you know, you you didn't technically oversee the Oilers' power play or the Oilers' penalty kill, but those were two areas of real strength for you in all three years at the U of A. Um, and I, I'm wondering, you know, given all – you were the eye in the sky the last couple of years. You were on the bench the first year at Edmonton. 
mm-hmm. you know, it's interesting because there were teams that, that ran power plays without big shots from the point. You know, Toronto did it where they flank guys and, uh, you know, weren't so dependent upon that big uh, blast from the point. I mean, how much just, you know, being up there and seeing what other NHL teams do on a day-by-day basis and all the sort of pre-scouting that you do, how much do you think that can help you moving forward? Uh, I think it's huge. I did a lot of the pre-scouting and obviously watching the teams, watching what our team was doing, but also watching how the other team was operating and how they managed the bench, what they did for systems, um, line changes, line matches, and on and on. So any of those kinds of experiences are, are a great opportunity for somebody that pays attention, and hopefully I was paying attention and, and picking up a lot of things. So be good for me. Um, I know one thing for the shooting, we didn't have – Oscar's shoulder was bugging him all year, so he didn't have that big shot. But at the same time, we didn't really have that big shot on the right side as well. So it made things a little bit more challenging. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you look at San Jose, and they actually flipped Joe Thornton uh, from the right side half boards to the left half boards, and they did have the big shot with Brent Burns, and he kind of ran it from there, and then that gave him some different shot options as well. Uh, and you already yeah, mentioned... No, I did some. I did some strong side stuff when I was in Milwaukee. We had our guys, and even with the Bears... We'd have our flankers on their strong sides, and you could work some seam passes and different things. And it's something with the coaching staff. We'd sit down every day, and we'd all discuss the power play. We'd all discuss penalty kill. We'd look at different teams and how they were doing things. And he even talked to a few people in Europe as well. So we were always searching and trying to find ways to get better. Yeah, great stuff, Ian. Uh, we're going to have lots of conversations as you – are you guys taking on any NCAA teams this year, by the way? Do you know – have you taken a look at your schedule uh, I took a quick look a couple days ago. I think we're down in uh, playing Denver and uh, Air Force. Okay. I think we were supposed to play Colorado as well, but I think that game was canceled. They had a previous booking they forgot about. All right. Well, all good. Ian, uh, that's, uh, that's, we'll have you, you and uh, Stan in here in studio. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you the last three years of the Oilers, and we'll continue the conversations uh, on the U of A Weekly here in Oilers now, okay? Thanks, Bob. Enjoy that. All right. That's Ian Herbers. He is the head coach at the University of Alberta. Portions of Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now sent you and received two times the Air Miles reward miles on your flooring purchases. World Floor Coverings. They know a lot about hockey. They know a lot about flooring. Peter Anholt, uh, since he's gone to Lethbridge, they've had some pretty competitive teams. He's their general manager, a long-time uh, manager in the Western Hockey League, and he's got quite the story to tell about a team that's kind of rebuilding but is in the Eastern Conference Final in the Western Hockey League. He's up next on Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. What a busy show today. It's 146 in Edmonton. The best pizza in the city still making a great royal pizza. Many years ago, I played for Stu McGregor at the Southside Athletic Club and, uh, 
uh, as uh, one of his gunners, along with Guy Godowski, occasionally we would hit Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. 48-plus years now, Royal Pizza, Edmonton-owned and operated. Uh, you can visit royalpizza.ca for location nearest you. Brand-new uh, location out in Spruce Grove. Second spot in the thriving hamlet known as Sherwood Park. All right, Royal Pizza still making it great. Uh, game six tonight down in Lethbridge, Western Hockey League Eastern Conference Final. One team that is there, well, they had a one in three chance, I think, to get there, the Swift Current Broncos, but they had probably the second best team all season long in the WHL. I don't know if everybody thought Lethbridge was going to get there, but they did. And the Lethbridge uh, Hurricanes have been a real story this year. And to talk about that, their general manager has been involved in the Western Hockey League for a while, Peter Anhold. Peter, how you doing? Good. Thanks for thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, let's start with. I mean, it's a pretty unique situation because uh, back around January eighth or ninth, you moved uh, your two most experienced Lethbridge Hurricane players, Oilers pick Stuart Skinner, uh, former Southside Athletic Club. Uh, well, they're actually they're both from the Southside. Uh, Giorgio Estevan, your leading scorer at times in the past. Uh, you moved them to a trade to Swift Current. Did you think at that point that your team would be playing three rounds in the uh, WHL playoffs when that? trade came down well I, I think that you know you make decisions uh based on what the league is looking like at that particular time too and and uh we felt that that the central division wasn't as strong uh, this year as it had been in so many other years and and so we just felt that we could we made some moves we added morrison we added you know and then in the deal with Skinner and Giorgio and Nagel going over to Swift Current. We added Fladell. Um, so we thought we added some pretty good pieces anyways. And the, and the guys that came back over from Swift Current were, were real strong players. And, and so we just felt that we had a real good chance to get to the East Final, even, even so, even though a lot of people had thought not. But when it was all said and done, we felt we did. And and uh, real credit to the coaches for the job that they've done with this group uh, to getting them to play how they how we've played, but also getting them to believe. Well, several storylines, Peter. Uh, and it's, it's Brent Kissio that's coaching that team right now. That's Kelly's son. Uh, but uh, one of the guys that's going to be of interest to a lot of people next year is Dylan Cousins because he's had a terrific year. Uh, six foot three, right shot center, almost a point per game. He's a pretty special player, isn't he? Oh, he's really special. He's, you know, he's he's one of those kids that he just loves to play the game, uh, just loves to be on the ice, uh, loves to compete, loves to get better. Uh, he's got some real natural ability, but he's got no sense of entitlement whatsoever. Uh, he joined us last year after his his academy, the Yale Academy, was done, and then he joined us and never, ever, ever pushed his way in, just took the opportunity when he did, and he played real well for us as a 15-year-old through our playoff run. And then, of course, this year has just stepped in and then just continued on and plays plays on one of our top uh, lines at any given time, plays on our top power play, uh, and deserves it. He's been nothing has been given to him. He's earned each and every minute he's he's received, and uh, he's a special player. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you know, I, I got nothing but good to say about him and his family. Uh, he is a kid that we'll likely see in the Ivan Holinka tournament here in Edmonton, and uh, also a guy that we'll see. Uh, is it fair to say he's he's probably going 
going to be a consensus top 10 pick, at least uh, heading into the start of next season based on his production and his size, his frame, all those other factors? Well, if there's 10 others that are better than him, I guess that's going to be an unbelievable draft. Let's put it that way. Six foot three, hundred and uh, what's he at? Probably 185 pounds now, Peter. So yeah, he's, he continues to fill out, uh, you know, and and so he's going to be a big man when it's all said and done, too. One guy that has been uh, Frank. I'm sure. I don't know if you thought when you you know made the deal to get uh, Brad Morrison out of uh, Vancouver that he'd have 37 points in 15 playoff games. I think that's a little unrealistic to expect. But it's quite the story because uh, he's uh, been diagnosed with a mild form of Asperger's syndrome. And, uh, you know, I think that speaks to coaching on your guys' end as an organization because he's a little bit of a a unique guy. Uh, I, I, I haven't heard of too many other kids that have had to deal with, you know, something like that playing in hockey. It's a team sport. But what about the playoff year? He's 37 points in 15 games, Peter. Yeah, I think from my experience and being around the game as long as I've been, I, it might be the single most uh, incredible coaching job that I've seen uh, anybody do. And that's a real credit to not only Brent Kissio, but uh, the job that his coaching staff has done with Brad. And, uh you know, he was diagnosed uh, about a year ago, and of course, uh, you know, just like any situation, it was kept pretty quiet, and, you know, there's some feeling that nobody, you know, nobody should know, but yeah. uh, since he's come to us, he's been great. He's, you know, he's embraced it. Uh, our coaching staff has embraced it. Uh, you certainly have to treat him a little bit differently than than other players, and, you know, obviously this has been a little bit more public than maybe normal, and there's probably been other players yes. in our league that have that have suffered from it and maybe not been diagnosed and and been maybe flushed because of it or got a bad rap because of it and you know it uh, it's a great story uh it's a it's a great story in a sense that he's a real good kid uh you know they i think some guys sometimes because they're a little different they get a bad rap be- about being a bad kid and and that's that's the furthest from the truth here uh, the kid loves to play. He's focused on on certain things that maybe other guys aren't so, so focused on. But he he has been a an offensively gifted player, um, and it's really come to the forefront. and And let's be very very honest here. We wouldn't be where we are today if Brad Morrison doesn't have the playoff uh, that he has had to this point. Is he a player, in your opinion, 37 points in 15 uh, games in the playoffs? He's a nut, He was drafted by the Rangers. They didn't sign him. Is he the type of player that, like, could he continue, uh, you know, over overcoming? And again, it's a mild form of Asperger's. But in your opinion, is I mean, obviously he's skilled enough to play in the AHL. Could he progress and grow? And, you know, is he getting some interest uh, from NHL organizations as we speak? Lots of interest. Uh, you know, the interest continues to grow, and I think they they see what what our coaches have done with them, and and how he and 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 every organization is looking for skill. I mean, right. we all we all need skill. We all need more and more skill. And and so when you see a a player that has the type of skill that he has, he's really hard on his stick. 
doesn't like to give the puck up unless he knows where it's going and it's going to help his hockey club. And sometimes because of that, he turns pucks over uh, for whatever reason. But, you, you know, you got to live with it once in a while. And, and in some cases in this day and age, coaches won't live with that. And that's that's some of the things that we, that Brent and his staff have done here. And, and uh, we've reaped the rewards because of it. But he's really hard on a stick. And, and as I said, he doesn't like to give the puck up unless he knows it's going somewhere where it's better better place to, to do something with. Well, you guys have done a great job. Uh, I know I've talked to, to Manny uh, Virios, who I grew up uh, playing against, and he was infinitely superior player to me, and he's point blank stated that Morrison's been the best player in the series, and he said Lethbridge has given us everything we can handle. Uh, best of luck in Game 6 tonight, Peter, and we'll maybe touch base with you down the road just following up on the Morrison angle. Thank you again for joining us here in Oilers Now. Thanks for having me, Bob. I appreciate it. Yep, take care. That's Peter Anhold, who's been involved in the Western Hockey League, geez, probably for uh, 20 to 25 years now. It's 155 in Edmonton again. Uh, Brad Morrison leading the WHL in playoffs, scoring 37 points in 15 games. And he just needs to be coached a little differently. What a story that is. Uh, Swift Current, Stuart Skinner, played with the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Giorgio Esteban was uh, a scorer for... uh, Lethbridge both moved to Swift Current at the deadline. And uh, Lethbridge is going to have a real good team next year, too, by the way. All right. That wraps up the uh, Monday edition of Oilers. Now, I'd like to thank Devin Horn for pitch hitting today. Thank you very much. Uh, Brendan Ulrich's away for a couple of weeks. Dave Campbell, uh, will uh, the Eskimos uh, radio analyst, will be uh, joining me over the course of the next couple of weeks to put together the shows on Inside Sports tonight. Uh, Dave will be your man. He'll have uh, that show. I'll be joining Dave as well for a hit. I'd like to thank our guests today. They included Connor McDavid from the World Hockey Championship, Mike Harrington from the Buffalo News, John Shannon from NHL Hockey on Rogers, uh, Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears, Peter Anholt, general manager of the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Up next, a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chad afternoon news uh, with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.